1: Welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez here. You can find the pod most everywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the WDBO app, and WDBO.com. You can also find me on the radio every morning with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. Okay, so today what I want to do on the podcast is... I want to talk about a story that I don't believe is going away anytime soon here. It's a story about a wedding reception that turned tragic this past weekend here in Central Florida. It happened over in Winter Park. It's a story that the FDLE, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, is investigating right now after a police officer shot and killed 39-year-old Daniel Knight at Winter Park's new Library and Events Center around 9.45 p.m. Saturday night Police started getting 911 calls from people at this wedding reception about somebody starting fights inside the wedding party. Police said the caller said a man was, quote, grabbing people by the neck and shoving people to the floor. Winter Park police saying it appeared that he was going up to several people inside the party where he was battering people. It started inside the event center and ended up outside. So the cops start rolling up on this wedding reception. Now, investigators said that when the first officer approached Daniel Knight, there was a physical altercation that our officer was unconscious and incapacitated. Police say the officer was punched in the face, so he goes out for the count, according to this report. Also, according to police, the backup then arrives. The second officer tries to calm Daniel Knight down. That didn't go well, according to the report. Police said the second officer used a taser on Knight, but it caused, quote, no change in behavior and that Knight continued to strike the officer. That's when police say the second officer shot Knight. He later died at the hospital. Now, I looked up Winter Park Police's use of force policy. It lists several levels of resistance to justify using deadly force. It says, quote, deadly force resistance is a subject's hostile attacking movements with or without a weapon that create a reasonable perception by the officer that the subject has the capability and intent to cause death or great bodily harm to the officers or others. The department's policy clearly states an officer can use deadly force when that officer reasonably believes such force is necessary to defend themselves or another from bodily harm while making an arrest. Okay, now I said earlier this week on Orlando's Morning News with Scott on WDBO that according to this Winter Park Police report, this officer-related shooting, the death of Daniel Knight, unfortunately and tragically, I believed, was justified. Again, that's according to the report. However, enter Daniel Knight's family now. The family came forward and attempted to refute a lot of what was in that police report, the family holding a news conference in Lakeland on Tuesday night. I have highlights for you here from Daniel Knight's sister, Janisha, who, by the way, was the bride on Saturday. I can't imagine what she's going through right now. It's supposed to be the most joyous day of her life, and she watches her brother pass away in front of her. So we've got Janisha. We've got his mother, Patricia Kibi, who, by the way, is described as being violently shoved in a 911 call by Daniel Knight we also have Knight's sister and a pastor by the name of Carl Soto who is the co-founder and vice president of Black Lives Matter restoration Polk Incorporated let's play those sound bites for you now Mr. Knight should not be in a body bag right now he should not have six bullet holes in his body he was unarmed They
0: knew that when they approached the scene.
1: I asked him to sit me down because my feet
0: was hurting, and that's why he hugged me, to sit me down. He didn't do nothing to me. I don't have any bruises. I don't have any scratches. He didn't touch me. Up until that very moment that police showed up, we were having a good time. We were laughing. We were drinking. This is what a wedding is supposed to be. Within seconds, I watched them unload Their gun on my brother's chest. Boom, 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 boom.
1: What I don't understand is why these officers uh, did not announce themselves in a dark area. And why are they making this claim that their officer was knocked unconscious when there is video evidence and testimony to show that this officer never, ever hit the floor, nor was he ever unconscious. Now, again, as you just heard, the family says at no point was that initial officer, as the report stated, At no point was he knocked unconscious by Daniel Knight, and they are calling for an FBI investigation into that shooting by Winter Park Police. We've got two divergent stories here, two very different stories told by the family of Daniel Knight on Tuesday night and Winter Park Police earlier this week. Again, police say the initial officer was knocked unconscious by Daniel Knight. Family says that did not happen, and videotape will prove it. The family says Knight was not being violent, that he was not grabbing his mother by the neck. His mom, as you just heard, says that was not the case. However, you have 911 callers saying, yes, he was being violent. So there are many differing viewpoints here between the family and the Winter Park Police report. There are also many differing viewpoints in the open mic in the WDBO app, and we heard from many of you on Wednesday morning on Orlando's Morning News.
0: If they were having such a great time, why did they call the police? So is this a black family in a white section of Winnipeg Park? If so, that will answer all your questions.
1: Yeah, sure. Multiple 911 calls. The guy knocks out a police officer, attacks another police officer, and now all of a sudden the family has hired an attorney and says he's just a gentle sweet soul. It
0: just seems with all this craziness in the news these days about cops shooting people, Like they changed their rules. Shoot first, ask later. It's unfortunate what happened to that man, but if he wasn't doing anything, why did they
1: call the police?
0: That every time there is an officer involved shooting, the first statement out of anybody's mouth is it was justified. There has been no investigation yet, but somehow it's all of a sudden justified. Let's see the body cam footage, let's see any security cam footage, and let's hear the 911 calls. Then we could all make our opinions instead of jumping to conclusions like everyone always does.
1: So what is going on here? Two totally different points of view. One, Daniel Knight's family. The other... The Winter Park Police. I've got a number of thoughts. Number one, look, there has to be a reason why the Winter Park Police received several 911 calls about this guy at that wedding reception. One 911 caller described him as violent. And number two, on Tuesday morning, I had said during Orlando's Morning News that according to the police report that I thought the shooting of Daniel Knight on Saturday night was justified. It was justified as it was laid out by Winter Park Police in that report There are several 911 calls about this guy getting violent and battering people. It appears that he's not only a nasty drunk, it appears that he's a violent drunk. Okay, justified, according to the report. But now the family comes forward and is attempting to refute a lot of that police report, like Daniel Knight, again, knocking out that initial officer. The pastor in Lakeland you just heard said that did not happen. Look at the videotape. The officer was there conscious and upright. So it does get confusing. There are many diverging viewpoints here between the family and the Winter Park Police Report. No doubt a lawsuit is coming, a possible FBI investigation. Let's see where this investigation takes us. That's going to do it for the Inez Says Podcast. You can find it all over the place, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the WDBO app. And you can also find me on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM